Welcome to the iOS Lead Essentials Podcast. Here we discuss the strategies in your journey to level up as an iOS developer. That is, achieve technical excellence and increase your income. Seriously increase your income. I'm Mike. And I'm Kayo. And the topic today is, is CI required for the top 10% iOS dev salaries? Or do you need it? to make it to the top 10% iOS dev salaries. Just to remind you, the top 10% salaries are the very high salaries that are above what 90% of developers make in a specific location. For example, mm-hmm. in the US, that's $200,000 or more a year as a permanent employee. In the UK, it's £100,000. And in Brazil, there will be 200,000 reais a year and so on. Regardless where you live, you can find out what the top 10% salaries are. And of course, it's achieving this salary without working more. The goal is to make much more by working the same amount of hours. Yep. And we are live. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and we are taking questions. Okay. Okay, so what is, what is CI? What is it, and why do you need it? So CI is short for continuous integration. It's the practice of merging code, merging your work, right? Checking in your code into a main branch with great speed and frequency, like several times a day, instead of having long-lived branches Mm -hmm. for, I don't know, weeks and months, you're continually merging your work with other developers with great speed and frequency. Make sense? Several times a day. Right. No long-lived branches. And every time you merge, the CI, right, the continuous integration pipeline that should be automated, will build the project, make sure everything is working correctly, and will run fast and reliable tests. Because if there mm-hmm. are any, any regressions, you will see it immediately and fix them immediately. So the yep. main branch is never broken. You continually merging code sharing what you've done with other developers without breaking the build, (laughs) without breaking functionality. That's a dream right there. So out of this process, you also will generate builds that can be automatically deployed as well. It's all about automation. So continuous integration, sometimes it's confused with having a CI server. But having a CI server doesn't guarantee you're doing continuous integration. Exactly. Because you can have a CI server and still not integrate your work several times a day, right? Quickly and frequently. Mm-hmm. You might actually get in the way. <laughs> the CI server can be like the bottleneck in your team if not done well. So CI is not merging code without running tests as well. You need to have good tests. And it's not merging code manually as well. Because you want to automate so you don't waste time. That's it. So it's a process. It's not a server. It's not like a tool. A tool. Yeah, exactly. We use tools to enable that, to help with the automation. And we might set up like a CI pipeline, some servers. We might buy some hardware to make it possible. Mm -hmm. But the idea of continuous integration, it, it is a process, right? Of merging your work with other developers several times a day with confidence. So you need good tests fast and reliable tests. 
yes, this is important. It is not a tool. It is not like a service, you know, a software as a service um, that you can buy and you say, okay, um, now I have CI in my team, in my company. Nope. As you said, it's a process, a very disciplined process that yes, you can use these tools to enable you to automate and deploy everything, you know, like very, very fast and all the time, for example. So it requires good version control and fast and reliable tests that you trust. Because <laughs> if you don't trust your tests, you're not going to trust the process. You're not going to get the benefits of continuous integration. That's it. Mm -hmm. So tests are the key here. They enable continuous integration. Without tests, you cannot do continuous integration. You're going to have to run a bunch of manual checks when you merge your code. Yes. And that's why testing is so important. You don't do testing just for the sake of testing. It's just like the first step. Testing because then you can enable a bunch of powerful automations on top of a trustworthy test suite. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yes. So Thomas is asking if it's constantly merging to master. Yes, if master is your main branch where you share the, the code with other developers, then yes. Mm -hmm. How does that work in GitFlow feature branch? Or have master developer release hotfix? The idea is that you'll be constantly merging code to a main branch, whatever your main branch is. If it's develop, that's where you're going to be merging code. That's it. Makes sense? That's why yes. we say main branch and not master branch, whatever <laughs> names you use. But the idea is that you have feature branches, hotfixes, and they shouldn't be long-lived branches. You'll be mm -hmm. merging the feature branches several times a day. So it's the main branch, whatever it is, develop, master. It's always up to date. Everyone's work is there and it's stable. Make sense? That's it. Awesome. So CI, continuous integration, enables even more powerful automation. So you have tests and tests enable continuous integration and continuous integration with all this automation enables continuous delivery, right? Because you, you can generate builds every time you merge code and this build can be sent, for example, automatically to QA engineers or to stakeholders to try out the app, right? So it continues delivering work every time you merge new features, every time you merge your work, you send a build to your stakeholders. So they can see the progress. It increases tr transparency with the business. Mm -hmm. It's life-changing. <laughs> it is. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's like a factory line, you know, where you just put builds on that line and it just ships to clients, to stakeholders, to anyone. And it's like continuous, you know, it's like just you keep producing and they keep receiving all the time. Exactly. Yeah, it's truly amazing. It allows the allows you to and your team to deliver value, as I say, continuously. All to the customers time. <laughs> or stakeholders, you know. Yeah. Imagine like stakeholders waiting for weeks or months to see what you're working on. Uh, yeah. Imagine it builds up a lot of anxiety. But if they see like every day they receive like five new builds, like <laughs> Exactly. 
they don't even gonna check like okay things are moving no. you know like yeah exactly they know what they're doing <laughs> like yep. let them do their work you build up the confidence <laughs> exactly and going a step further when you really trust this process the team can achieve continuous deployment you know mm-hmm. when there's been like a long time code has been merged features are being developed and there's not a, a there are no bugs and we trust mm-hmm. that when the test pass everything works then you can automatically deploy your application to the app store automatically every time you merge code and you're happy you press the button and boom it goes to the store automatically make sense that's it yes I know a lot of people are going to say, no, this is impossible. It is possible. And there are a lot of teams doing that. Yeah, we should say, not, o- not only it is not impossible. Did I say that right? Yes, it is possible. <laughs> it is possible. Um, it is possible. It's, it's what allows, you know, like the, the mobile at scale projects to be what they are. You know, like imagine having a... An app that is being used worldwide in like a bunch of markets there, you know, you, you, you just can't delay stuff, you know, like you want to always be delivering greatness to your customers so you can keep growing and growing and growing. So what about large teams as well, with like hundreds of developers working together, you know, you need to merge yeah. your code as often as possible. If you wait to merge your code for two weeks, <laughs> it's gone. Like, yeah. You won't be able to merge it again. No. So that's it. We use continuous integration, right? To improve the productivity of the team, but there are higher goals on top of that, like continuous delivery and deployment. So CI is just the first, first step because teams that achieve the continuous deployment pipeline, they can more rapidly deliver value to the customers and adapt to market changes, right? They're very, very competitive businesses. So businesses want this this power you know this high level of productivity and if you can deliver that of course you're going to get much higher offers <laughs> question is fast lane a great tool to use in this ci cd flow yes it is a great tool it helps a lot but you don't need it we usually don't don't use it but it can help yeah yeah again this is this is the important thing we we said in the beginning like it's not about the tools, right? It's about the process. Now, if there are tools and they can help you expedite or make more efficient the whole thing, sure, use them with care and responsibly. Yeah. Yeah, because when the tools break, it's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they, the, the final idea is to ship stable versions of your app as often as possible. So they're always delivering more and more value to customers, to stakeholders. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate uh, measurement of productivity. How many times you release stable versions of the app? You know, it shouldn't be every three or six months. It should be maybe weekly. At some point yeah. there are teams that do it like daily. <laughs> daily, yes, exactly. Daily. So ship, ship, ship. The fewer ceremonies, the, the best, you know, the better. Absolutely. You don't want to have like a party or whatever every time, you know, it's just like, no, it's like, like any other thing in your, in your team, you know, in your process, in your daily work. Yeah. Shipped. Okay, cool. Next one. (laughs) 
know, yeah, at some point you don't even think about it anymore. You merge yeah. the code, you know it's going to be deployed, and that's it. You move on with your life. <laughs> yep. That's the dream. Absolutely. So CI leads to better and more productive teamwork, faster delivery, safer merges, no merge conflicts, right? No long-lived branches. And of course, more transparency with the business, which is something you should aim to. If they're happy, you'll be happy. <laughs> yep. It's much easier to negotiate deadlines with your boss when they're happy with the process and they trust you that you're doing the best, right? That's it. Build that trust and you can get whatever you want. <laughs> but what if you are a solo developer? Is it worth it? Is it worth to set up a CI process if you are a solo iOS developer? I think it is. Even when I'm working on my own projects alone, I set up this process because I don't need to do manual steps, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a process that I trust. I'm always like writing the tests, merging the code and deploying my apps. No ceremonies, you know, very easily I can deploy new versions of the app. Exactly. So even as a solo developer, you avoid wasting time with manual steps. And also if your solo developer project grows, you can more easily accommodate more developers as well. That's it. Exactly. Because if you're working for a company as a solo developer, it doesn't mean you're going to be working alone forever, right? At some point, they might hire more people. Maybe that's the goal already. So you already have the whole automation in place to accommodate new developers. And if you're a team with three people, right? A small team, three people or more, I think it's mandatory. <laughs> in my opinion, it's mandatory to set up a CI process. Three developers is already, you already start having merge conflicts. You start already get in each other's way if you don't set up automation. Yes, absolutely. So I would say it's mandatory. I remember joining a small team, you know, three people building a banking app. And I was hired to replace a lead developer in London that was fired, you know, mm -hmm. the team was failing. The project was three months late and not even close to finished. Now imagine the conversation with the business, how hard it was. There was no trust in the dev team. You know, everyone, every developer was trying to do their best. But let's just say that there was no trust. It was very hard to negotiate deadlines. In fact, like on my first day there, we had a meeting and the CFO was like screaming at everyone for like 10 minutes out of desperation. Yeah. It was not like a great display of leadership from him, but you know, like they had a point. Like the, the team was failing. If this project fails, like everyone was gonna be fired, right? It was not like a good position to be in. And of course there was no automation. There were like branches in there that people didn't even know how long it was sitting there and if there was any important work. Some developers would come and go and like some work would just be left in some feature branches that no one merged ever. So imagine the situation. It was not easy, you know, it was not easy. But one of the first things I did was to set up ACI pipeline and start changing this culture of long-lived branches, people working in silos and actually merging their code 
often. You know, pairing more as well. So we eliminate a lot of wasted time with cold reviews. And automation, automation, automation. Because the business would wait three months to see an app. And when they looked at the app, they didn't like it. Like, it doesn't do what we expected. But if you ship it every day, every day, every day, they can see what's going on. And very rapidly, you can get feedback if we are going on the right direction. Make sense? That's it. Because that, that was the goal. We set up together as a team. We decided we're going to write tests and we're going to build this automation pipeline that will help us be more productive and build the trust again with the business. It was not easy. It took at least two months for us to start trusting the process enough. You know, trusting the tests and building up like from zero, like zero coverage. <laughs> yeah. And the project was not small. Yeah. But like little by little, you know, like little by little as a team, we got there. So regardless of whatever position you are by now in a team that maybe it's failing as well, getting each other's way, you can set up, change the culture in the team and automate as much as you can. Yeah. And just one, in my opinion, extremely important thing you just said is like, it took you two months, right? So... If it doesn't work for a week or two weeks, you know, <laughs> don't give up or a month even, you know, like you need to trust the process. You need to understand that the process works. The fundamentals are, are, are good. They are all about transparency. They're all about providing value to your stakeholders, to your customers. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's hard to deal with very big, uh, you know, pull requests and start like preparing the team to work in smaller batches, you know, like monitor the the lifetime of their branches, you know, this, these are hard things. So yeah, it can take some time. Yeah. And as a lead developer, you should aim for the, for the whole team to actually enforce their own rules, right? Mm -hmm. You're not there to just say, okay, you're going to start testing your code right now and we're going to automate everything. If they don't know how to do it, you're going to have to pair and teach them how to do it. Absolutely. You're going to help them because as a lead developer, you're there. Your job is to make the team thrive. Whatever they need, you need to provide them. Right? If they don't have the skills, you need to find a way to provide them the skills. Some training, you're going to pair with them. You cannot just tell them, hey, from now on, we need to write tests, good tests, fast tests that you trust. You need to have a CI pipeline. Like, Sure. Yeah. <laughs> how are they going to do that if they don't know how to? Right? Yes. So you need to provide them the tools, the resources for them to do a good job. So, by the way, like by the end, we were shipping good stable versions of the app like three, four times a day, five times a day. And no one was yelling at us, <laughs> screaming at us ever again as well. Yes. Let's see some comments here. If it grows, you will be probably never do it later. Yes. That's exactly. it. Yeah. If possible, start from day one. I mean, it is possible. Start from day one. <laughs> it's the words of a man that has experienced the pain right there. <laughs> All right. So is it worth it for small teams? Yes. It's worth it for solo developers. Yes. What about large teams? I don't think it's worth it. I think it's required or mandatory <laughs> yes 
it's impossible to be productive if there's no automation. Everyone gets on each other's ways. <laughs> yes. Very, very simple. Have ever worked with hundreds of engineers? It's madness. <laughs> if you don't have a good development process, putting more engineers in the team will make things slower, not faster. But just slower, like things are gonna stuck. It's, yeah, we're gonna get stuck. They will not move. Yes, It'll be like immobile. <laughs> yes. So, in my opinion, yes, absolutely. If you are a large development team and you don't have automation, continuous integration, you're wasting a lot of time and resources. And probably the team is not happy as well when you get it in each other's ways. Make sense? That's it. So, I believe you should, you must, you must. Because <laughs> like maybe five, like 10 years ago, 10 years ago, there were excuses not to do it because it was hard, you know, there were no good systems. Like I remember buying Mac minis, you know, like <laughs> buying our own hardware to build those uh, CI servers mm -hmm. in-house mm -hmm. and dealing with like a lot of scripting that was flaky, unstable. Remember, Xcode server, bots. <laughs> it was very, very unstable. Yeah, back in the day it was, yeah. It felt like a huge waste of time. But nowadays, there's no excuse. There are even like free services. <laughs> yeah. So why do people invest time and money on CI? Because it saves time and money. <laughs> it's an investment. But CI is not always good. It's not guaranteed to be good, right? Not creating like setting a CI server and expecting <laughs> everything to improve on its own. That's not how it works, right? It depends how good the implementation is, how good your test suite is, you know, how good your tools are, how fast your tests are. Because if it takes 10 hours to run the tests, how often are you going to run them? Not a lot, right? You're going to run them overnight. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like CI doesn't do magic, right? A CI server doesn't do magic. The process needs to be good. The implementation needs to be good. Otherwise, it may be it may make things worse. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's a good question. As a solo freelancer, is it necessary for developers to set up a CI or CD pipeline for the clients? So the clients can check progress on a daily basis. Absolutely. It, yeah, essential. Absolutely. Because like every time someone hires a freelancer, there's a lot of anxiety. Are they doing the right thing? When are they going to ship it? You know? Especially like if you're hiring someone that don't work in the same office, right? You don't know. You want to see the work. So it doesn't build anxiety. You keep showing progress every day five times a day they get new builds like oh my god i can play with this app <laughs> yes got our feedback it's gonna improve so much so much your relationship with your clients absolutely it doesn't take a lot of time first thing you do you get a new client you set up a ci pipeline so they receive everything you do as soon as possible make sense that's it
But again, as we're saying here, CI pipeline is not always good, right? If you don't trust your tests and you keep shipping like buggy apps to your clients, maybe it's gonna backfire. <laughs> so the implementation needs to be good. The dev process needs to be good as well. So you have a good CI process as well. Make sense? That That's it. Like I remember joining company with a large team of developers where the the CI pipeline took five hours, five hours to finish. And after these five hours, we still didn't trust that the app worked. So we would go through a long manual checking QA process. They would take days, sometimes weeks. And if there's a bug, it comes back to the team. And then we fix, and it goes back for a couple of weeks for more QA testing. Imagine that. You release twice a year. That's the result. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that, was, that was the case. Yep. When I joined the team, they were releasing every six months. There was a lot of ceremony. Like, you got like champagnes every time like <laughs> you release the app, you know? They're like big events. And that's not good. That's not good. You know, like there were like two developers and two DevOps engineers, DevOps engineers, just to keep the machine <laughs> moving. And they were not happy as well because things were breaking all the time. It felt like a huge waste of time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you put all this effort, you wait like five hours and you still have to do a bunch of manual <laughs> checks yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And, then, and you still find a lot of bugs and regressions and it comes back right and everything was so slow like they they were going to buy 250,000 pounds of hardware to speed things up to maybe speed things up by an hour <laughs> you know stack a bunch of like mac pros at the time yeah so no how much do you think it costs the business the manager at the time told me 5 million 5 million pounds a year is the cost they estimated with staff, hardware, software, cost of real work, delays, clients not getting new versions of the app with the features they wanted, and so on. You know, we lose sales. No one was happy. The business was not happy. <laughs> the developers were not happy. The DevOps engineer was not happy. Like, no one was happy. No one was gaining anything, right? That's why it's important. Not just to set up a CI server and expect for the best, but to create a good process, sustainable process. Right, so good tests is mandatory, good version control. And if the team cannot do it, you need to provide them training. Make sense? Absolutely. Because imagine if you can implement a strategy to reduce this cost, you know, like from five to maybe two million. You save the business, what? <laughs> a fortune. And that's why these companies can pay 200,000 pounds, $300,000 for developers that can create this sustainable development process that can lead the team to achieve this level of productivity. Make sense? Yep. It's just economics, you know? It's like <laughs> you're saving them a fortune. It just makes sense. Exactly. 
So that's it. If you have those skills and you can help the dev team achieve a productive CI process, you're saving the company a fortune. And that's why you can get the highest salaries. Make sense? Mm -hmm. So what makes it good? Starts in the coding process, not in the CI server. Because imagine that the DevOps engineer <laughs> cannot do magic, you know, and stack more and more hardware and trying to make things faster. No. You know? Or hiring more QA engineers to find regressions as well. Yeah. It doesn't scale. No. It doesn't scale. No. So it needs to start in the dev process. The CI server is not enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can stack and stack and stack hardware and so you can be at the same point, you know, like it's, it's not a good strategy. Yeah, we may save an hour or two, make it a bit faster. Yeah, maybe. But that's not the bottleneck, right? No, no. The thing is, the implementation is the most important thing, right? Because if the process is lousy, the CI server can do magic. <laughs> <laughs> It's like if you're baking a cake and not following the recipe, even if the oven is good, it's working properly, right. you cannot do magic, right? It's not going to fix the cake for you. The oven, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the same idea. So a good dev process and good coding practices, right? will feed good things into the CI machine, right? Into the CI server, the CI, all the automation, the tools you're using. And that will lead to a productive CI process, but tools don't do magic. So in the dev process and having these skills will get you the higher and higher offers. Simple as that. And if you don't, what happens if you don't do CI? Long leaf branches, rework, merge conflicts, delayed releases. What else? Manual steps, right? That leads to mistakes. Low morale in the team. Yeah. No one's going to be happy. No one wins. It's like a lose-lose situation. Yes. You have like long release cycles, three to six months, instead of short sprints releasing daily or weekly and so on. Right? That's why a good, a good CI process is so important. Not just a CI process, but a good one. Okay. Bruno is asking, do you run many UI tests in your CI? They might slow the process, right? Yes, if running the UI tests will increase the confidence in your app, you're going to run them. And they might slow the process, right? Yes, that's why we tell you that you should rely more on fast and reliable unit tests. Or maybe some integration tests that actually don't go through the UI like a black box. And you can also try to improve and speed up your UI tests if you absolutely need them. That's fine. You can have UI tests. But it doesn't mean they should be slow or flaky. Yes. But if it's your primary strategy of testing, then... Yeah, it shouldn't be. <laughs> you're destined to have slow. <laughs> Remember the pyramid, right? Yes. A lot of unit tests, a few integration tests, and even less UI tests at the top, just to give you enough confidence, if required. And Pratik says, so before starting CI, you need to write good tests and learn version control. Yeah, as we said, like focus on these processes, you know, like testing, for example, yes, using version control correctly. Right. 
and you might learn might have to learn some tooling as well yeah you know some ci tools servers and how it works awesome that's it that's it a good ci process is important and will help you lead productive dev teams which of course will get you the top 10 percent salary offers even more <laughs> even more like seriously Imagine if you save a company a million a year. They'll pay you whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> whatever you ask, you know. 2,000 pounds a day. Sure. <laughs> Still saving a fortune. So, some indicators uh, you need to look for in your CI process to say, is it good or is it bad? Build and test times. How long does it take to build your project and run the tests? You know, if it's too slow, you need to speed it up. It's supposed to be fast. A couple of minutes, never hours. <laughs> and measure this over time as well. You know, maybe it's fast now, but things keep piling up, piling up. <laughs> and maybe three months from now, it takes an hour. You need constant, constant care. Yes, exactly. Very important. That's the word, care. Yes. Yes, very important. So you have to also monitor not just, you know, like a snapshot of things, how they are right now, but you also need to be mindful about how things have been uh, progressing over time, right? So you want this over time derivative there. Yeah. Exactly. Other indicators, merge count per day. How many merges to the main branch you have per day, right? A low value or like zero is <laughs> not good. Indicates possible problems, mm -hmm. right? If you're merging code, I don't know, every two weeks, maybe try to merge every week and then shorten, shorten the cycle until you are merging your work several times a day with confidence. Make sense? Mm-hmm. And a high value of merges per day shows, like, indicates a healthy development cycle. Exactly. And also check this over time because maybe you're merging many times today, but three months from now, things start slowing down. Maybe the team grows, there are more developers joining and you need to adjust the process for the new setup. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Which means like maybe some developers are not familiar with the process and you need to train them and help them be more productive. Another metric, indicator, number of bugs and regressions. Because maybe you're merging code many times a day, but it's leading to a lot of regressions and you don't want that, right? You want to trust the process. So it shouldn't be breaking the builds. It shouldn't be introducing regressions and bugs as well. Because you want to go fast without breaking things <laughs> all the time. What is the Facebook motto? Move fast and break things? Right. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't recommend that strategy. So when is the best time to start creating a CI process? Let's see in the chat. I think people already said it. <laughs> the best time is when you start a project, right? Yes. <laughs> and the second best time is now, <laughs> as soon as possible. Exactly. You no, know, there are a lot of free tools nowadays. 
much much easier so we'll mention fast lane here as well it's a tool that can help you get started as well but you don't need it you don't need it get like even on github if your code is on github you get github actions mm-hmm. running on the latest macOS versions xcode versions it's always up to date it's pretty pretty good impressive and yes. fast and it's free you know if you're just starting out you can go with a free solution and you can invest in a paid one a better one when needed and we have what a bunch of videos on youtube as well mm-hmm. showing in detail how to set up your ci pipeline for free <laughs> your first ci pipeline so if you don't have resources time money or hardware like you don't need it right you can start very quickly with free services you just need to do a google search <laughs> now there are a bunch a bunch of them I have like what bitrise travis ci what else github actions circle circle ci and so on yep yeah people are saying like when is it time as soon as possible asap yes <laughs> that's it but you need to write tests right just setting up aci automation pipeline without tests is not going to do magic remember right you don't do CI without fast and reliable tests that you trust. Otherwise, you're going to have a bunch of regressions. The CI process is good if the development process is good as well. You need to trust the test suite. Because if you don't trust it, you're not going to merge the code. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to run a bunch of manual checks. Yes. And that wastes time, right? And if you want to get to the top 10% salaries, you need to be very productive. And help the team be very productive as well. Automate, no ceremonies for deployment, no ceremonies for merging code. <laughs> like, you don't need to open a champagne bottle every time you release the app. You can, but like, <laughs> it'll be. You shouldn't have to yeah. celebrate it that much. It should be just like a normal thing that happens several times a day. Exactly. Someone said App Center as well. I never tried this one. Is it good? App Center for CI? I'm not sure. <laughs> have you tried it, Mike? I, I have not. I do not know App Center. Okay, someone said if you have a modular architecture, you can decide when and which UI test to run in order to make the pipeline more efficient. Exactly. If you have a modular architecture, you can make changes to one module and you can you only have to test run the test for that module instead of running the test for the whole code base because things are isolated and changes only affect small portions of the code base. Absolutely, that's it. Modular architecture will make things much faster as well. Make sense? And remember the CI is not always good. <laughs> right? There are bad CI processes. It depends on the implementation. Exactly. It can be a liability as well. CI is there to make things better, not to slow down the process. But I've seen many CI processes that made everyone's lives miserable. No one likes it. <laughs> so listen to the team. When they are complaining about it, 
there's something wrong. Help them improve it. Make sense? Yes. Like every every company that's serious, like serious about technical excellence, does it. Every company. Especially the ones that will pay you the top 10% salaries. <laughs> yes. Because it's going to save them a fortune. <laughs> exactly. Simple as that. Exactly. At the end of the day, is an economical thing. It's not like a, you know, a, a, a tech thing, you know. No, it's about the business. It's about the customers. And you, you get to be part of that and you, you get to improve that whole economical pipeline, you know. So absolutely. They do it. Yeah, exactly. Because they want to provide more value, which they can translate to economical value. So absolutely. Everyone will be happier. Developers, the business, the clients, the customers. Okay, Travis CI just changed their free plan on macOS builds. Yes, it's not free anymore. Okay. <laughs> GitHub Actions then. Yeah, Bruno, Bruno is asking, apart from your tests, which other jobs do you consider important to add to the process? Example, SwiftLint. So this, for, like for me, the answer is it, it depends on the needs of your team. You know, it's like whatever whatever it is that you think it is important to run. I don't think there's like a, a rule there. Yeah, I think like Swift linting can, can help keep the code consistent, you mm -hmm. know. If it helps, why not? Yeah. Why not? Any other questions? No, Jose says apparently App Center is by Microsoft. Okay, thank you, Jose. See, it's really good. Yep. Awesome. I'll give it a try. Any more questions? Yes. Is there any advantage for using paid services? Testing on real devices, like Buddy Build, or testing on simulators is good enough? Well, paid services will provide you better hardware, faster, well, usually faster CI processes, right? Mm -hmm. The free ones, to you, you're added to a queue, like with some VMs that are running and you get what you get. <laughs> yes. Over time, as your process matures, you're probably going to get a paid service that doesn't force you to have your code base open source. You know, if you want to close source, you might have to look for paid solutions. And if... There are some cases where you can only test things on real devices. Yes, right? exactly. There are functionality that doesn't work on simulators. If you are implementing this kind of functionalities, then it may be important to run on real devices. Yeah. That that's the big one, I believe. Awesome. So that's it. Subscribe to the channel. We are committed to helping you get to this top 10% salaries in 2021. If you want to learn more, visit academy.essentialdeveloper.com. Someone is asking, when is your next training session? The iOS Lead Essentials. We just sold out. <laughs> yep. Sometime, I don't know, February maybe we open another one. I don't know yet. Yeah, that was the last cohort of 2020. So subscribe, academy.essentialdeveloper.com. <laughs> We'll send you an email when it's time. Absolutely.
All right. Thank you for watching and happy holidays. Bye, y'all. We see you again next time.